Welcome to episode 196 of the Muck Podcast, a member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Hadamia. And I'm Hillary Dougherty. Hillary. Hi. Girl, we have so much. There's I don't so know much. where to begin. Do we begin with gifts? Do we begin with news? Do we begin with announcements like I don't know what to do I have too much on my list this is what happens when we don't record for two weeks yes I think we should do maybe some announcements some news okay well right off the top then I want to say welcome to our newest patron (gasps) (gasps) (laughs) oh my god our good friend Justin the best person Embra we love you so much I was so when I saw his name pop up oh girl as a new patron i was so excited i was like this is the sweetest person I know. on the planet love 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 you Aww. love nikki <gasps> love everyone we were in new oh, york with oh him we're gonna talk God. about new york honey let's new talk about it york. let's talk about new york a little bit a little bit i mean and and <laughs> i just want to say thank you thank you thank you to oh. to our dear friend jason yes who made this trip possible yeah and just being in New York Mm. well one like seeing New York for the first time was like oh this is amazing but being there with all of you yeah I was like all I want to do is take friend trips for the rest of my life it was the best yeah I mean I've been incredible so for me I've been to New York before but I guess every time is really different I feel like I stay in a different area or I see different things but for me to take Tina and like as soon as we get to the hotel we're like out the door and everything we saw through Tina's eyes was like a baby seeing <laughs> things for the first time and everything was isn't this amazing and I I'm love, like yes yeah. it's amazing <laughs> I fucking know but she was just so happy and then even on Saturday we went to see our friend Jason Gad his brother Josh oh Gad is in the show called Gutenberg which was so fucking so funny funny and then he had this a bit of a medical scare on Saturday and we didn't know if he was going to go on or not and I was so bummed and Adam, who we love, our oh. friend Adam was with us. We're walking around the village. It's rainy. Yeah. And with Alfredo and like just looking around at things. And uh, Adam goes, we went to a wine bar and we're yeah. sitting there and Justin showed up. And I was like, man, I can't believe this might like, not happen. And, and Adam goes, you know what? There's going to be an understudy. Yeah. We're going to see we're a show. We're going to go see a show. We're going to have a pre-party. We're going to hang out after. Yes. We're in New York City. It's amazing. Like, we're having the best time. And yeah. I go, oh, my God. That's all I need to hear. Yeah. Like, I'm now I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm cool. Like, whatever happens. And guess what? The it miracle. all works out. He got on stage anyway. <laughs> he did the show. It was fucking it, he's such so a funny, funny show. And even when we were walking from our pre-party to the, to the actual theater, um, Adam, we're in the middle of Times Square. And Adam goes like this. <laughs> We're in Times Square together. I know. And I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> like, it was just such a positive, like, I needed yeah. that. It was so wonderful to see everybody and, like, it my cousins. I got to see oh, my cousin my Jeff and his beautiful wife, Mandy. They met us for drinks at this place oh, called the Woo Woo. We went to a, a it underground was a, speakeasy. Yeah, you needed to know a password to get yes. in. And it was so <laughs> much fun. And then he came with us to have drinks with Emma and James and meet up with everybody and they everybody fell in love with Jeff and Mandy, of course, because yes. they're just the best people ever. So very we had cool. just like they're very cool, very, very smart, cool. fun stories. Yeah, he I'm, works in TV and movies, he's and so he has funny. The funniest celebrity story you've ever heard, which but, I won't repeat. And he's the best storyteller. Like, yeah. he has timing. His timing is perfect. Yeah, yeah, perfect. And I told you, this is my brother. My brother and Jeff are like 
insanely the same in their personalities. Oh, I love it. So if you were to meet my brother Curtis, he tells stories like that. He's the funniest fucking person I've ever met. He's so oh, funny. I love a good story. Oh, me too. So anyway, NYC mwah, delivered everything yeah. we could have expected and more. It was, it was perfect. It was wonderful. Such a great time. Now, your other gift finally got here. Well, it actually got here before we left for New York. But anyway, here's the great wrapping I did on it. You like that? Thank you. <laughs> well, listen, wrapping is bad for the environment. So. Okay. Oh, good. All right. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> this is the best. Yeah. Yes, chef. It's a, the beef. It's the, uh, it's, uh, the bear mug. <gasps> It's got all different. It's got the recipe for the the spaghetti, the <gasps> staff spaghetti. Oh my god! <laughs> One bite brings much joy. Two bites bring sadness. <laughs> I got goosebumps. Hi. Yeah. How about that? This and is my new favorite. On it. Yes, that's Hi. who I'm hugging to oh. myself. <laughs> oh, I'm, so and he now belongs to me. Yeah. <gasps> Do you like it? Let it rip. I know. This is the best. Thank you so You're much. You're welcome. You're oh welcome. my God. And then Ooh. also, I, on I, might, oh. I think I might, this might be my new school. Oh, that's a good idea. I like to, you know, on my desk, I like to have sometimes have yeah. my drink. And so this will be my, my mm. nice school. And I like to have some, something to look that, down know, on and be like, hey, hey when Carmi. I'm having a bad day, getting annoyed by some people, <laughs> I can just look at Carmi. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> that's a plan. And then also I came home this week and there was a box on my doorstep. And it looks like it's a box for a, a cassette player, by the way. And I was no, like, I didn't order a cassette player. So I thought it was a cassette player. It's from Annette. Oh! <laughs> and I was like, ooh, but I didn't open it until this morning because I was like, maybe it's not. And I haven't taken it out, but I, it's not a cassette player. So let's see what it is. I haven't taken everything out yet. Let's see what our dear super fan Annette sent us. Oh, there's a note. You know you love a note. Here you go. I... It looks like a dish tray. Like there may be some food in there, which I'm hungry. I... I was so excited right now. I I, I'm in shock. <laughs> shock, shock, shock. Yeah. Let's see. Oh. <gasps> oh, <laughs> oh my God. More oh shortbread. God. More shortbread for the Mucksters. Yes. Love you, gals. Annette. Bitch comes Annette. through. She comes through. Annette. Yeah, she does. Ooh, I'm hiding this. Yeah, you have to. Because... As you know, yeah. I got barely a bite. Yeah, a lot. There's a lot of shortbreads. <laughs> this takes time to make, know, by the way. This is beautiful. What a sweet angel. And she packs it so nice. Oh I'm not my be able God. To put it back I in am there the right way. so beyond excited right now. I cannot wait. Oh, oh my God. I know what With I'm doing tonight. <laughs> I know what I'm doing tonight. I'm so excited. I was say get some coffee, but I don't know. It might be you something know. else. All right. So, <gasps> Annette. Mwah, mwah, oh, mwah. Thank you. We love you. We love you. Look, we got a new patron. We got Annette. We with got the our super amazing patron, Annette. <laughs> uh, unbelievable. Thank you. Thank you Beautiful. so much. So, all right. Uh, now we get into the bad stuff. Let's start with Israel so then we can move on to the horrible Florida stuff. Do you want to take this? Because I just want to say, like, this is a very. I don't want to say sense. It's a sensitive topic. People but get, and you know, one side or the other, but it's a very complicated, it's very but, complicated. But I think the clear thing that we all can say is that, you know, terrorist attacks are not activism. No, they're not forms of Hamas activism. It's a terrorist group. Yeah. Which um, no one supports. No one supports the violence that happened is horrific. The fear being instilled in the Israeli people 
is is equally horrific. Um, but we, you know, we had talked about this earlier. I think we can still hold space for the Palestinian people who are now going to suffer because of Hamas. Right. Like Hamas doesn't care about their people. Right. You know what I mean? Or about the Palestinian. I don't want to say their people, the yeah. Palestinian people. Right. And, you know, that's kind of, I, I just feel like this is a humanitarian thing and innocent people, this is not what you d- no innocent people should be. I, I just, I wish that there was a, a way for there to be peace. And again, this is, you know, I want to say hundreds of years, but this is like thousands of years in the making. And this is a, it's very complicated, but our hearts are with all the people being hurt. Yeah. And anyone who is Jewish, who realizes that, you know, when you're told that your, your yeah. people were murdered, mass murdered in a Holocaust, I mean, and then you see things like this, it's like that, that fear also that fear. never goes away for Jewish people. No. Um, but but also the calling of mass genocide of anyone living in Palestine is is also horrific. The video right. is coming out of now what Israel is doing. And I would my my only beef has always been in this conflict, not only, but I'm an American and my, my I've always said, what is the U.S.'s response? Like, can we look at what the U.S. is doing? They're supporting Israel, but also I feel like Biden's going to come out in the next couple of days and say, or I'm sure behind closed doors has been saying to Netanyahu, who's an extreme right yeah. uh, prime minister, is going to say something like, you know, we there are laws that we're they're, all they're, supposed to be following the international, on, the, on the international stage. Yeah. And you can't step over those laws, even with this horrific terrorist attack. Like you can't step over those lines and asking everyone in Northern Palestine to or Gaza to evacuate, which is like 1.2 million people. You, they're giving them like 24 hours to get out because yeah, they're going to level uh, yeah. the fucking place. I know. I and think they're they not did, giving them, they have they, no electricity. They have, they have no water. They have no food. And also the countries around them, Egypt said, we're not, we're not they closed their borders. They did. So there's nowhere for them to even go. And Except the desert. It's just you, where are they going? It's 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 the whole thing yeah. is is fucking horrible. The whole thing is horrible. And I I guess I would say this too because you know as a woman when you hear that children and babies are being slaughtered and that what they do with women and girls is to rape them. Yeah. Um. I mean, when I rape heard that has about always been a tool of war. Right. It's been during the Civil War, during uh, any war here, during, you know, Afghanistan and Vietnam. Rape was always a thing that was used during war. Um, And I and I have to say that men cause war. Right. And then they think that they can treat women in this way or kill babies. And um, there's a thing about. There's a thing about violence that has not worked here. Right. Like attacking Israel or attacking Palestine, Gaza, like it's not working Um, to retaliate in this way is also not going to work. It's just a never ending cycle of war. And it's also going to pull us in it. And which you probably will um, to try to get some sort of standoff stopped. Right. Like for the U.S. probably will have to get involved militarily, I would imagine. And And I see like I see like. Israel's point of view like they were absolutely you know these are it. these are young people absolutely who are are just at this beautiful peace concert event and but the I, fear yeah, yeah I, I can't imagine I can't I, imagine I can't and then to just sit by and go well 
we can't do, you know, no, no, like, no, 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 no. You know, I something. agree with, I agree with the bus, but now we are now six days out. I, or so, like a week after, I think that what they've, how they've leveled a lot of the area oh there, my God. I think is sufficient to me. I, because we're about to pull, Iran will get pulled in, we'll get pulled in and it's going to start a whole thing that I just hope that at some point we can come to our senses and understand that, or I want these men to understand that violence is not further violence and murder of people, <laughs> the, dis- the whole right. destruction uh, to wipe out an entire group of people, whether they're Israeli or they're Palestinian, isn't going to work at all. So at what point do we come to the table and try to come up with a two-state uh, right. agreement? Like I mean, but, that's, but this has been the thing for, and how, you know, they can't get there. It's, and, it's really fucked up. And, but to have, you know, our, you know, people in our country mm. and our Jewish friends in this country walking around in fear of what could happen. It's just, I saw a girl. it's heartbreaking. It it's heartbreaking. A, it was in, uh, I, I think it was in New York. There was a university where they, they had a Palestinian, like uh, the pro-Palestinian, yeah. like, you know, I and think this Jewish student was crying to the dean yeah. and she was saying, how could you allow them to have this here? They want the, she's sobbing yeah. saying they want the, just, they want us wiped off the planet. And it's, Fuck, it doesn't matter where you are yeah. if you're Jewish. You're feeling this. And yeah. I, I stand with you. And I stand with the innocent people of Palestine. I, I, I feel fear for them and and their lives of, like, they don't have homes anymore. Like, this has yeah. all been building. But, and but it again, needs, we need to find a resolution that doesn't include further massacre of children and babies. And like, I, and please, I, I can't. It's, yeah. it's horrible. It's fucking horrible. Okay, please. I I don't want to move on so quickly as if it doesn't matter because it's everything this week. This has been everything. You yeah. can't go on to Twitter without seeing people talking about it. And I'm quite and, frankly, and, and the I, emotions are high yeah. on both and like sides. I, I sent and you, I've sent you copies of tweets this week, and I'm like, I can't believe anybody, anything else exists on Twitter besides this. Like the right. people who are still trying to be like, hey guys, what the fuck? Yeah. Like where are you that you don't even have some sort of awareness? of like the world and how people are in pain. Like there's some a, there's don't. a day, some people are in, there's a time bubbles. and a place for that. It's not now on Twitter. Yeah. Like if you're not supporting or trying to show some sort of sympathy or try, then just shut the fuck up because it looks odd. Yeah. <laughs> it looks odd. If you're just like, Hey, no, like fucking cut it. It's stupid. Um, okay. Anyway. Um, do you want to go with the speaker of the house? Oh, that's what I have on my list. Okay, good. Uh, Jim Jordan. <laughs> I mean, sure. Have a guy who allegedly knew about sexual assault and violence at Ohio State University. That's who you want representing you. Like that to me is the Republican Party. You know what I mean? They don't care. who. It's like it's almost like that the worse the person is, the more they lift them up. Mm. That I mean, I I don't understand. He's not going to get the votes. Like so, Scalise was up. He didn't get the votes. By the way, there's so many great articles about Steve Scalise. He's from Louisiana. He's from my part of Louisiana, Metairie, and went to a, a white supremacist uh, yeah. conference there. When oh when oh he was too young. He was 35. Yeah, <laughs> he had already been elected to the Louisiana House. Every he was well aware of where he was going oh and what he was doing. Um, he's a white supremacist. And like yeah. I, I put, I said on Twitter, it, it's not the first time and it's not the last time we'll have a white supremacist as speaker nominated or as a speaker of the House. I mean, this is America. 
Um, but Jim Jordan, go listen to episode 63 of the Muck podcast where I cover Jim Jordan and his blind, turning a blind eye to uh, the worst sort of uh, sexual assault on wrestlers at Ohio State it, University. It, it is incredible to me. And some of these victims came out this week and oh, said, please. they sure have. No. What are we doing? And so what are we doing? Like what, what goes on there? They have several people to choose from. And these are the best that they can come up There's with? There's something about, like, how long they've been there in rank. There's something about that. Yeah. But, you know, when you have someone like Matt Gates who's just oh. there to cause chaos, and then my favorite thing is I hate the Democrats so won't vote for Scalise, and that's why we're here, because the Democrats are allowing them to not have a speaker. I want everybody to be very clear about this. The co- When Republicans are in charge, it's fucking chaos. Yep. We cannot send aid to Israel. We cannot say, send aid to Ukraine. We can't even demonize what's happening in Israel like with a declaration out of the house because they can't elect a speaker. They, they, they uh, uh, govern in chaos and they have created this situation. And why would Repub- Democrats ever come along and support you guys when what the speaker, what they've promised, they're coming to the table to talk to Democrats and they're like, well- And it's all crazy. You can vote for me, but I'm not gonna give aid to Ukraine. I'm not giving aid to this. I'm not doing, well, then we're not gonna balance the budget to send to Biden to sign it, to keep the government open in in 30 days. Then why are we going to come to the table for you? You guys- Why are you even in office? You set the fire. You want us to help you put it out? You put it out. You get these fucking goons like Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene. Get rid of them. And now this other one who Throw wants to out. be the new Lauren Boebert. Uh, what's her name? Uh, wants to be the new Lauren Boebert. You know what I'm talking about? She wears the A on her shirt. Oh, Who's that God. stupid bitch? I mean, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, Wait, go these fuck women, yourself. I don't understand these women. Girl. I saw a picture of uh, Lauren Boebert like, like smoking a cigarette between two cars, like hunched down, like hiding. You know what? She's a... Th- <laughs> what is she doing i don't know like, like go go somewhere else or be a smoker who gives a shit like literally nobody you are you cares. got groped in a theater you yeah. think people care about Bitch, your cigarettes we saw you vaping at beetlejuice i mean get the fuck out of here um okay oh so there's lots of florida stuff that oh i God. found to be kind of interesting right, let's uh, do it let's do it let's do it our state attorney oh, uh, florida yeah. state attorney um ashley, ashley moody, moody yeah. who's a wino um, Why no? Has filed with the Florida Supreme Court to block the abortion amendment that we have been getting petitions to get signed due to the language being confusing. Mm. They This is how afraid they are. They want to actually go, which by the way, the and Florida the- Supreme Court is so fucking red and conservative. Yeah. So I, ho- uh, I don't know if they'll do it. It might be against the law, but if it gets on the ballot 24 is now a mystery to me. I have no idea, but that's how afraid they are that they know that we'll get this done. And the thing is, this is... Just about putting uh, it in the voters' hands. Yeah, it's just about putting this in the voters' hands and, yeah. and letting the voters have a say, right? Mm-hmm. And and when when I mean, you're signing a petition, you're not saying yes for uh, for abortion. You're you're saying yes. I want this issue of abortion placed on the ballot for people to decide. You know what I mean? So yes. like, why are you blocking this? Well, like if you're, if you're so confident. In your point of view and in the people of Florida and in the laws that you guys have created with these bans, why not, why not prove 
that this is what everybody wants, well, right? Because you know why? Then they would all be yes, right? Because she or, came I'm sorry, out. they would all be no. We don't want yeah. abortion, right? Well, they're too afraid because they know that the people of Florida don't want this, and they don't give a shit about what the people of Florida want. That's all this is. The same with 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 the um, restorative, uh, uh, the returning citizens having their their voter rights restored. We see it when people voted overwhelmingly for recreational marijuana use. They don't care what people want. They only want what they want. And that's it. Because a democracy is let people voice what they want. And this, all it is is saying, let's put this on the ballot and see what the people want. And they're afraid. That tells me that they are afraid of what the overwhelming response is going to be. And they know it's not going to be in their favor. So they're going to block it and said, that's not democracy. Okay. So also she came out this week that um, we're too dumb to vote on marijuana. The voters are too dumb because marijuana again is now another petition because they, when, when we did vote to approve recreational marijuana yep. and make it legal here in Florida, it then went to Tallahassee, like all these other ba- uh, ballot initiatives and the legislature tore it apart and didn't give us the rights that we asked for. And so it's on the ballot. It's on petition again. And she says, we're too dumb as voters to make that decision. Wow. Which is what's also happening with abortion. Yeah. We're too dumb. So like, and also remember in Ohio, they just passed it that yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to protect abortion rights. It is now going to be on the ballot if you approve yes or no of that ballot measure. They are going to put it in the voters' hands again, the people who are against it, because they want to test it again. They, That's wild. I don't get it. You, they just told you they how just, they felt. Yeah. Why don't you believe people? Why do you know better than everybody else? Why do you know better than the people in the state of Florida? And if you like, want to think what about democracy is, right? And if you want to think about the state of Florida, like, and you have recreational marijuana, this is another crop that that can be grown, right? It's another piece. Like, you can think about how can this be a money maker? Because I know, like, in the state of Colorado, that brings in a lot of money for the state. Of course, it will. It brings in a lot of money, and we have someone who's you know doesn't give a shit about the environment here, um, is fighting with Disney. You know what I mean? Like people are leaving and uh, not coming for conferences. We need money in this he state. Just pledged Why don't you start thinking about how we can. He just pledged $50 million to bring any Floridian who's in Israel home. What? This isn't even in your business. This isn't your business, he motherfucker. Just, you know, it's, and it's he also only said, because he's he, running for president. He also wants something in the legislature right now that says we won't do business with um, uh, Iran. There's already sanctions against Iran federally. We can't do business with them anyway. Shut the, get the fuck out of here. The campaign trail fucking DeSantis has my fucking number. I'll tell you what. You know what? It's those high heel boots he's in. It doesn't make him think straight. Yeah. His head's in the clouds too high. Can't get any oxygen up there. (laughs) P.S. Here's something fantastic. Former Florida House Rep Carlos Guillermo Smith Mm. sued the state during COVID because they wouldn't release numbers. It was the height of this Delta variant. Uh And 23,000 Floridians died during that time uh, uh, because they weren't, a lot of them were listening to false information that was given to them by the Florida Health Department. By the government. Who wouldn't release how many people were actually sick and dying, right? So it made people- Less of less afraid. Right. Go out without the mask. Yep. Don't get the vaccine. Blah 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 blah. I blah. remember he fired what's her face who was in charge. Yes. Um. Her name is escaping me. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I know who uh, you're talking about. But so she gets fired anyway because he, she's like we ha- can't lie to people. Yeah. So Carlos Guillermo Smith and all of these news news agency agencies, including the Sun Sentinel, sued because they were not releasing this information. They fought in court for two 
years. And the state finally just said, all right, we, we're done. Yeah. And they lost the case. And, and it's crazy. And they have to, and they have to pay $152,000 in legal fees now. And so it doesn't pay to be like this. It doesn't pay to try to lie about numbers. I mean, 23,000 deaths that were preventable. That's on DeSantis's hands. That blood is on his hands. How, and I've said this before, but how do you sleep at night? Like that, that you're so consumed with presenting some kind of image about whatever party you want to belong to and, and, and what level Republican you are and how far right you can be that you let 23,000 people die. What that, are you doing at the health department, by the way? Who do you work for? Yeah, You work for DeSantis? You're, or you work Bitch. for the people. And Fuck how could you. anybody working there put information out knowing that it's going to hurt people? Yeah, it's, that's the exact opposite I mean, of your it's job. It's destroyed families. Yeah, it's fucked up. Okay, uh, one last thing before I get into the Florida Democratic Party, but I don't know if you saw this, but our friends at the uh, Florida Bulldog, which is an amazing independent um, news investigative team here in South Florida, uh, and they cover things all over Florida, but they had they did a story about how the B, there's a ton of BSO deputies oh, who were getting PPP loans and were being investigated for fraud for taking PPP money, which is the Paycheck Protection Program. And it's like, what, seven or eight, right? It's, it's 17. Like, oh, it's 17. 17 BSO authors who created companies. Some had these companies before, but other ones created them during the time of PPP and got this money. And by the way, in the Sun Sentinel, there's a great article yesterday, um, October 13th, that listed all of the officers' names, the deputies, and um, what they were being charged with or what they had found in this investigation. And then also, most of them, not all of them, but most of them have had like terrible files with the police like they were what are we doing you know in bad unbecoming of a police officer behavior like dude like bad like these were not great officers I don't even know why they were still there but BSO has real issues like no, real real issues house. they need to and clean also up. doesn't it come from the top down like Gregory Tony is running again this mother he's still under investigation for lying about things like I don't know what's going on at BSO but it doesn't make any of you look good and I'd like to say this too the reason why they were being investigated is because one deputy alerted the internal um uh, what eternal affairs and said like blew the whistle and said that these there there are people taking PPP money that wow. was fraud. And thank you. So they must have been talking about it. Yeah, they like, must have thank been. Thank like, you to this person who did that because these are felony charges that the federal course, the federal prosecutors money. have to get involved with. Remember, we joked we joked around. I think like during COVID, like oh, we should get that PPP money because <laughs> yeah. we're like a business. Never in a million years, oh, please. Would 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 I go? Yeah, let me actually fill this out. Like. This was for I told small you. businesses yeah. who were suffering, who yeah. whose doors were going to close because yeah. if they were a retail or something where, or a food or a restaurant and they couldn't stay, some restaurants were able to stay open because they were delivering yes. food. Like depending on where you are, if you're like, you know, in a city, you could deliver food to people and businesses and keep it going. But other businesses, they couldn't do it. They had to let people go. It's paychecks. And that it's was supposed to, to help. It's a way to keep people yeah. getting, to pay their and, employees, and then, to keep people working. I would love to know. I would love to know party affiliation. I would love to know. Listen, I did, because the, we did PPP whole... loans for the company that I work with. The um, I told you, the amount of paperwork to get it, but then to get the forgiveness, because there's a forgiveness program, to get the money, you have to show, like, 
It's for paycheck. So you have to show them what you've paid out in labor. Oh my God. So, it's, so like they back just up lied. your tax. They falsify tax oh documents. God. But then to get forgiven for that money, you have to show them every single cleared paycheck. That added up to that amount How of the loan you that you got. That? The, I mean, the stack of paperwork that I had, we had two to get these loans forgiven was tremendous. And we, we were on the up and up. We had all the right paperwork, right? Like we really used the money for what it was intended for. Thank you very much. It kept our business open and it kept me paid right during COVID when job sites were being shut down yeah. because the biz, the building you departments yeah, weren't open course. and getting permits approved and stuff. Like it was a real issue. It was a real thing for people during COVID and these companies. And to think that people, there was a guy in Miami, it wasn't a BSO deputy, but just a guy in Miami who got a loan and bought a Lamborghini. And it was like red flag. Like you can't, you can't do that kind of shit. You can't do that. So, and there's a complete, there's a a, a specific task force here in South Florida because of how many people took advantage of that loan program. That's so disgusting to me. And and again, like, how do you not feel guilt? Like what makes you think you are owed that money. Yeah, it's wild. And then these are the probably the same people that are like, oh, people get these handouts and the government hand. You know what I mean? Like they're the same people that are going to bitch yeah. about like social security and welfare queens and all that shit. Yeah. And they're the ones most likely ripping off the system. It's so fucking disgusting. Yeah. Okay. Oh, here we go. <clears throat> Listen, this is my last thing. Okay. I think it was episode 186 and 187 because I actually went back and looked at them. There was a week when I said, what are the Florida Dems doing? They had this million dollars they were getting and they were going to go on this statewide tour. And I said, I was confused because I thought they weren't going to be doing voter registration. And then it's like, oh no, we're going on the statewide tour. And I said to you, I really hope it's not at any clubs and caucuses because if we're talking to the same old white people, nothing's going to change. Literally the day that episode came out, they kicked off the tour. And sure enough, on episode 187, I believe you can hear me where my fucking head explodes. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Because they did go to clubs and caucuses. And how come I can predict this? And what the fuck is going on? That was in August. We are now in October. And the numbers that are coming out about voter registration and the articles that are coming out. In a supposedly blue county. It's for the whole state. But it's the numbers that are slipping that are shocking. It's shocking the voter registration numbers. And, you know, even though Democrats haven't won in the state really for like 30 years, we always had more registered Democrats than Republicans. And last summer, the Republicans out voter registrationed us, right? Yeah. And it, not only did they do that, but it was, it has continued over the last year in a wave that would blow your fucking mind. They're working. And a lot of what they said was people moving to the state, which I, I understand. I think there are a lot of people moving to the state for freedom. Fine. But I also, but also what's killing us is people are leaving the party. There are more, almost as many independents registered in Broward County than Democrats. Yep. It is a real fucking issue. And so I ask you now, two months after your tour, what were you doing? I also ask you this because it's a waste. What kills me more than anything of what we've been doing for the last six years, almost seven years, is all the work you, you say is happening, nothing ever changes. And we watch time slip. Yeah. The 2023 is, is an in, in-between year, right? And always on these slower bet- between it before an election year, this is the time to ramp up that machine because when 2020 tw- uh, 2024 hits, it's going to be all hands on deck yeah. and it should be a full fucking force machine come January. Now, 
I think it should be a full force machine all the time. We should be here all the time. Right. And I know Nikki Freed gave a hell of a fucking energizing speech at Florida Blue this year. Bitch, is that all you can do? Because your plan's not working. And by the way, where is the plan? I asked two months ago to put the plan up. Because if your plan was to go talk to fucking clubs and caucuses, Democratic clubs and caucuses, it was a failure. And I also want to know, where is the million dollars? I had a conversation with somebody who's involved with the Miami-Dade Democrats. She told me, I think I talked about this on the podcast, that each county party, so Broward Dems, Miami-Dade Dems, Palm Beach Dems, right. all of the little clubs and caucuses in those counties were going to make, they had, this was the, 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 the instructions, make your plan of how you as a club or caucus are going to do voter registration. Put it all together. Tell us how much money you need, 5000 10000 whatever, and send it to your county chair, and they gather all the plans, and, and they then submit they it. submit it to the Florida party, and then they gather all of it, go, oh, these plans look good, or whatever, give them a check, and then they disperse the money. That is what I was told. Has the Broward Democratic Party submitted a plan? Have they received money? I don't go to those meetings. I, I really want to fucking know. Yeah, because know the, the girl to told me if your party chair is a piece of shit, it might not happen. Now, I don't want to call anybody a piece of shit, but we've been down this fucking road. Where's the million dollars? Who, who's gotten money? Who hasn't gotten money? What's the plan? You are wasting every fucking precious second that we have. And again, I, I would just tell you to go watch episode 186 and 187 when I talk about this because I don't want to keep beating a dead horse here. But all of this shit matters because people are fucking suffering in Florida and we need to start making inroads now. We needed to start making inroads 20 years ago. But every year that slips through our fingers and all of these things that are great plans that don't do jack shit was just put us further behind. And the Republicans don't give a fuck. They are registering voters and they taking are. people away from us every fucking second. And you know what? I'm not surprised. Who the fuck wants to vote for Charlie Crist? Give me somebody dynamic to talk to. Give me somebody dynamic to look at and vote for. There's reasons why people like Maxwell Frost and Anna Eskamani are, are, are leveled up because they're dynamic. They stand in their convictions. They're real people. We got to have more people like that. And you can't and also just lean people. on these people. Yeah. There's people who have been sitting in office for far too long. And why the fuck are they still there? Why do we still have Broward County commissioners who've been there way too fucking long and aren't dynamic and nobody gives a fuck about them? We need people to start grooming the next generation of leaders here in Broward at least. But for the fucking love of God, you need to register voters. Like I said on the podcast, you got a million dollars, register everybody. And if you get hit with fines, use that million dollars to fucking pay the fines, but do something, Yeah, do something. And we talked about this too. I mean, the youth, right? The youth are charged up, go to the universities. They should have someone at every university, every university, you know, has at the fall. That's like what, you know, they have all the booths out and all the stuff like for the students to get involved in stuff throw a voter registration booth up and register students. How many college campuses do we have? You know, just to have that plan. Like, let's get the youth involved. Make sure that there's a Democratic club on every single college campus, a Young Democrats club. Like, and have those kids, because those are the kids that have the energy <laughs> to go out and 
get people registered and do all that, right? Because they're young and, and a lot of them want to be involved in something. And I know like on our local campuses, like we have one local campus here where there's, there is a huge teenage, Repu- I don't, it's not teenage, Repu- I think, I don't know if it's called Young Republicans, um, but it's the Republican organization on the college campus. And the Dem organization is not to be found. And when you look at the social media pages, the Republican club is like constantly putting stuff up and bringing people in and speakers and doing stuff. Like we need someone who, I don't know, uh, can, can just be in charge of the colleges and setting up these organizations at all of our college campuses and start there. Like that's one thing that they could do. On a small level, you know what I mean? Like, how do we hit the kids? Well, Well, these kids are in college. Yeah, and there's Let's go hit these colleges. I sent a message when I read the first article, because there was a second article out today in the Sun Sentinel. It's an editorial about how we're slipping in Florida, the Democrats are. But the one that I read last week, I sent it to a friend of ours who's young. And I was like, yo. And he was like, and I had also, he had gone to this pit stop, one of the stops of this tour over the summer. And I said to him, oh, when I, the last time I saw him, I said, how was that? I saw you went to the one in Miami. He goes, hmm. I said, that's what I thought. It's a dog and pony show. Yeah. And it's a way to be like, look at what we did. But I, I, again, um, what a waste of time. What a waste of time to talk to people that are already involved in the party. It's so short-sighted and so like, look at what we did, pat on the back, waste of time. And can I say something else that really bothered me? Because the same day that that article came out last week, it was a Monday, it was Columbus Day or Indigenous People Day. And the Florida Democrats put a tweet out that said, we call on Ron DeSantis to declare today Indigenous People Day. Sure. Great. He really should do that. But also, don't you have anything else to be doing right now besides asking Ron DeSantis? This is why people don't like you. When people can't pay their fucking bills and can't keep a roof over their head because of insurance costs or can't put gas in their car, can't pay their fucking car insurance, can't, their kids are going to school and can't learn things. They, they, this is why they don't like you. It's playing fucking games. Indigenous People's Day, sure, we're all for it, right? We support Indigenous People's Day on the podcast, but I think that you should have better things to do than play fucking woke games, which is what that is, in my opinion. It's a woke, calling on woke shit. Nobody can really relate to that. You should be putting posts up that people relate to, that draw people in, that point to what the Republicans have been doing that damage how you live your life in Florida and that costs you money, which everybody can get on board with. How is this hitting your pocketbook? Indigenous People's Day does not, does not hit my pocketbook. And it's insulting to the people here who are fucking suffering and actually want to support Democrats. Shut the fuck up and get to work. Stop fucking glad-handing grandma 70 years old who's been doing voter registration at the courthouse for 20 years. Stop talking to her about how important voter registration is. That bitch knows. She knows. She's been here longer than you, bitch. She knows. (sighs) I mean, we're we're dying. You got to say something else. Sorry. There was an an analysis that came out about what we can expect Oh, I, I homeowners don't, insurance. I don't over the next, want to hear it. There will be no changes in four to five years. Yeah. So and people are screwed. Actually, here's the tea. The legislature, legislator, legislature has done all they can as far as like uh, 
I know we don't agree with it, but with the lawsuits, right? They try to minimize how easy it is to sue your insurance company because they say lawyers are costing us money and it's all these, it's costing the insurance company no, money and that's it's, why these, it's the these things go up. Fault, but but. He'll, here's the T in the analysis. They said, it doesn't matter what the legislature does. It doesn't matter. The actual climate change and the force of these storms and the, proc- and the um, uh, frequency of them is what's going to always keep these costs up and there's literally nothing we can do about that anymore there's nothing we can do plus to fix and replace your home the costs have gone up 55 percent since 2019 my god four years have gone up 55 percent is that because every time i and like the material costs labor costs everything anything i want to get fixed on my home i I go all right maybe that's like a five hundred dollars i just paid a thousand dollars for my pool pump to be replaced everything costs more that was even cheap the cheapest estimate i got like everything costs two to three times more than what you actually think it's going to cost. So like, we have no hope here. We can scream at the legislature. I would love to. I wish they would go after the companies. They can go after companies that are like fraudulent and taking our money and not paying out on claims. Like they can do stuff like that if they'd actually give the insurance uh, commissioner um, you know. the space to do that. But they, they, they make these laws and then take them out at the last minute that would actually hold these insurance companies uh, accountable and they don't do it. And so- because they give them donations. So it's an endless cycle of shit. And so I asked like, what the fuck are we doing here? We've got a party who doesn't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. Dang. I'm tired, Tina. I'm sorry. And I I hate that you have to sit here and be a part of it. This is me. This is not Tina. This is all me. I am a very frustrated person. And I don't want to read another article about how we're failing and then go to Twitter and see the Florida Democrats talk about, we are asking Ron... What, how about you ask yourself what the fuck you've been doing for the last goddamn year? Don't, don't look at Ron DeSantis. He's winning here. Not on the presidential level, but he's winning. The GOP is winning here. So don't look at them and ask them, why are you going to do this? They can do it because they're winning. They have power. We have none. So instead of asking, demanding this and that, how about you actually get some fucking power so you're in the game? Because you're not. You're sitting on the sidelines with the rest of the fucking losers who don't do shit, asking people to get involved. Fuck you. I would never give another fucking second of my time to any Democratic Party on any level in this fucking state when you don't do shit to move the fucking needle forward. I've been waiting for fucking three days to say that. Sorry. It's I'm a, fucking listen, pissed. You got, it's a mess. So, we're, anyway. we're, we're in dire straits. <laughs> I'm moving on because I, I can't keep going. I just lost it. I'm sorry, it's Tina. Okay. I'm only apologizing to you. Yeah. Uh, also, oh, I want to say, the last thing I want to say is the Vicky Kittles episode last week is killing it on YouTube. I don't it know is. what's going on. Like people, and there's no like hashtag something, something. I know. I don't know what it, it is. It picks up the name. It must and be. And it picks up, um, what did we do as the title? Sick as fuck. Sick as fuck. So that could be something. And then I guess it, whatever your description is, you know, yeah. I don't know how it gets into people's feeds. I don't either. But uh, when, you know, when I, when I was Googling Vicky Kittles before the podcast came out, it was just a few things. Now, when you look, it's like video, podcast, this, that. Oh, like, good. Oh, God. If hey. she Googles her name, we're coming right up to the top Uh-oh. of that fucking list. She'll be, she'll be tuning in. Oh, I'll have to look. I never look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that episode, with within me? two days, had like over 100 views. Are you serious? Yeah. I didn't, and I don't understand. Let's see how many it has Ooh, now. Oh, I was like, why is this happening? 
No, Isn't that crazy? Good. No. We're getting we're getting some traction, girl. I like it. I Get like it. Some traction on this YouTube. <laughs> I'm here for it. Let me we see how many see, views we are gotta here see. now. Uh, um, if you haven't, um, 114. If you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, please go to uh, YouTube and search the Muck Podcast and sign up. Subscribe. We have a ton of videos on there, and um, we need subscribers because our subscriber count is going up. It's like every week we we gain more subscribers. So if you're a listener of the pod, uh, go support us there. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you. And if you just heard my rant and you don't want to listen anymore, I totally understand. Yeah. Listen. Listen. Yeah, salud. Also, listen. I'm not in a good Guess mood. Guess what? Also, you can I- fast forward. There's a little thing. It says 10 seconds. Boop, 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 boop. You also, move, scroll I- on ahead. Also, That's all. I had a terrible night and the Democratic Party always pisses me the fuck yeah. off. Hi, I'm Shannon. I'm Jamie. We're Married with Television, marriedwithtv.com. We are a couple of Hollywood normies on the outskirts of the film and TV industry, and we talk about our favorite TV shows, music, and movies, and sometimes they talk back to us. Sometimes they do. Our podcast is Married with Television, one word, on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Possibly Amazon soon. And we are a proud member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Very with TV. Very with TV.com. Okay. <laughs> My heart's all still right. racing, but I'm ready to go. Here we go. <laughs> that's, so that's how I burn calories. Hey. I mean, we can, listen. You got to do what you got to do, girl. Yeah. Are you ready? Yes. I, I think so. Today. <laughs> yes. All right. So, you know, uh, for for new listeners to the Muck Podcast, because we never know who's coming in, coming out, you know. Hi. Um, hi. hi I'm, I'm the loud, crazy one. She's the sweet angel. <laughs> I'm actually dressed like a devil. Like a skeleton. <laughs> I had to put my Phoebe outfit on today. It, I needed it. It made me it's feel better. It's the cutest outfit ever. I, and I, I have to tell you, too, I, I'm obsessed with Phoebe Bridgers, if you are new. I'm obsessed with Phoebe Bridgers. And I saw a tweet, like, and it said, do you see a skeleton costume and only think of Phoebe Bridges Aww. or are you normal? And I was like, no, that's me. Aww. And I had, and I do put it on often when I'm not feeling good about life or whatever. I, I put love it, on it. And I don't know what I'm going to even start. I'm going to start crying. Don't cry. It makes me feel so good. It feels you, so she's beautiful in it. Good. <laughs> and so for, for new listeners, we have our, our rant and today woo, was a doozy. <laughs> um, and then we go into our stories. So, uh, we have some listeners that love the rants. We have some <laughs> listeners that like dig the stories. We have some listeners that love both. So, you know, just find your little thing. Spread the word of this podcast. And if you want me to uh, leave a message on your machine yelling like that, I'd be happy yeah. to do it. Five dollars. Five dollars. <laughs> Hit me up on oh my Cash God. Out. Cash <laughs> me outside. I'll leave you a crazy message. How funny would that be if it was like, you know, they're not home right now. God yeah. damn it. Yeah. Leave don't your fucking message yeah. at the tone. Yeah. By the way, go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh my God. Right, go I love it. Sorry, okay. <laughs> so today I'm going to tell you the story of former Kentucky state treasurer, Ooh. James Honest Dick Tate. Bitch. Who calls himself Honest Dick well, himself? He calls we, himself? Well, we're going old timey here Ooh. with this story. We're going a little old timey. So uh, Kentucky State Treasurer James Tate was known for his honesty. Mm. But when he vanished with a stolen fortune, he triggered a nationwide manhunt, proving that even the most trustworthy can have a hidden side. Oh, my God. This reminds me of like, 
I don't know why I've been thinking about this movie lately because I haven't seen it in probably 30 years, but um, Mrs. Doubtfire and how oh. he tricked them the whole time. <laughs> yes. Like I cannot stop thinking about how fucking crazy that idea is. It's so funny. Like, and then, then <laughs> could you imagine my ex-husband comes in here and drag? Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to be the new nanny. I'd be like, something's yeah, up. Something's, something's up, up. But <laughs> my favorite is um, when when he's like do, trying on all the different costumes until they come to <laughs> like. Miss Doubtfire. Yeah, Miss Doubt, Doubtfire. I got to watch out with my kids. I'm going to write it down. It's oh, so I've funny. seen it with my kids several times. They love it. Ugh. They love it. It's so good. So funny. All right, so our story takes place in Frankfort, Kentucky mm. in 1888. Woo! Yes. So according to biography information from uh, Kentucky, a history of the state, Tate was born in 1831 in Frankfort, Kentucky. And so I'm just going to do a little bit of his personal life before I go into the political life. He was married in 1856 to Lucy Hawkins. They had a son and a daughter. The son died at three years old, and the daughter grew to marry and have her own daughter uh, later on. But, you know, back then, like, I think it was common for having, like, a lot of kids die with yeah, tuberculosis yeah, yeah. and different diseases that God are happening. Knows. So um, The vampires with the tuberculosis. Yes, the vampires were out. So as far as his political life, um, after school in 1849, when he was about 18 years old, he worked as a clerk in the post office. And from what I read in the bio, he was very active in politics as a member of the Democratic Party. In 1854, <laughs> the governor of Kentucky, Governor Powell, appointed him to assistant secretary of state. Mm. In 1855, he moved on from that post to work in business. And then in 1859, he was appointed to uh, the assistant secretary of state position, this time by Governor McGoffin, and he remained under Governor Robinson. In 1863, he goes back into the business world again. So he's like kind of doing his thing. He gets these appointments and he goes back, kind of back and forth. Um, and then in 1865, he's elected by the House of Representatives as an assistant clerk, mm. which he did for two sessions. Then in 1867, he ran and was elected as the state treasurer for Kentucky. He wins that seat, which is a two-year position, and he continually wins each election for the next 20 years. So he's there for a really long time. And according to Stuart Sanders's article for the Lexington Herald Leader, an 1886 newspaper article from the Courier Journal joked that Tate was a permanent fixture in that seat, stating, there may not be another earthquake in Kentucky for 20 years, but no doubt the next one, come, <laughs> come when it may, will find Dick Tate still holding the office of state treasurer. So, and you have to imagine the That's 1800s, funny. like, 20 years is a long yeah, time, a long you know, time. like for yeah. this guy to hold this seat. He must be really likable too. Really likable. And in his role as state treasurer, he was known to be extremely trustworthy and so much so that he earns that nickname. So he didn't call himself that, but everybody called him Honest Dick because he was so trustworthy and everybody really loved him. Honestly, <laughs> who wants a dick that's not honest? <laughs> I mean, be upfront. Tell me the truth, baby. Oh my God. Give me that honest dick. Oh my. <laughs> I so can't guarantee I have an honest vagina, but <laughs> I definitely would like an honest dick, please. Oh my God. But it turns out. Uh oh. Oh. He was not so trustworthy after all. <laughs> all right, so the major incident. So this is from a variety of sources, including the Kentucky Historical Society. The story goes that one day in March of 1888, good old Tate left his office with these sacks of tobacco. Okay, so he, because they had these tobacco yeah, they sacks. They probably rolled right? cigarettes. It's Kentucky, but, come but on. But the thing is, earlier in the day, clerks witnessed Tate filling those bags 
with silver and gold coins. What? To the tune of $100,000 worth, which in today's money is about $3.2 million. Damn. Right? So he's like filling up these bags. And, um, but that's not all. I mean, he had witnesses that saw him doing this. Yeah, but they trust him. So they like, you know, he's on a stick. So like there, he's filling the bags and he's, you know, he leaves and they don't really think anything of it. Um, But apparently in addition to that, he was embezzling a shit ton of money. So he embezzled about $247,000 from the state, which is about $7.9 million worth today. So he took about $11 million in total. Oh my God. So the day that he walks out with the bags, he left a note saying that he was going to Louisville for a couple of days, like for business or whatever. And they don't think anything of it, like, cause they trust him. Right. Um, but then days start passing by. Yeah, he got a, he got like a couple days head start. And he never returns. Dang. And they start realizing like something's not quite right. <laughs> so he never he he never went to Louisville, right? Yeah, and, of course um, not. But he left his wife. Oh. <gasps> he left the, he left his family behind, and was never seen again. Wait, like what? He totally. There was a reward put out to try to find him. Nothing comes of it. It's 1888, right? So how are you tracking people down? It's a lot harder than it is today. Like, cause they're like, where did he go? So apparently they did track him to Louisville, but they learned from there, he took a train to Cincinnati. And then from there, like, poof, they don't know what happened. Canada. So an article in um, Frank, the magazine by Robert, uh, Roger Barlow, sorry, um, may have a clue as to why Tate took the money and ran. So apparently in 1887, during the gubernatorial race, there was a talk of having an audit of the treasury. So he's been like taking money for years and like everything's great. But then during this race, one of the people were like, oh, we should do an audit of the state treasury. Mm -mm. But that went nowhere. But Barlow reported that it was pushed off until 1888. And then that's the year. Yeah. He's like, he starts acting weird. And, (laughs) you know, he's filling those tobacco bags and he's like, you know, and this is just speculation, but maybe he felt a little hot under the collar and was like, I got to get out of town. I got to get out of Dodge. I think it's okay (laughs) to, you don't have to say allegedly or like, you know, yes. what did you say? Speculation. speculation. He's not coming back. (laughs) He's not coming back. Unless he's somewhere else. Maybe he froze his body. So he's, you know, I'm going to head out. No one's going to be the wiser and like, bye. But like, he like just jets, like takes off on his wife. Like how that's that's messed up. I mean, at least leave her some of them gold coins. One of those bags. So the Courier Journal reported about his crime stating, like a peal of thunder from a cloudless sky came the announcement this morning that state treasurer James W. Tate was a defaulter. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, it sounds like they're more disappointed than the wife. (laughs) We got taken. Oh my God. Yes. That's like if you win the lottery and you're married and you're like, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you like dip or like what, you know, this is the point where like, I mean, listen, he clearly didn't want to be with her or, or maybe he just didn't, who knows? So Sanders article, uh, I think they were still in touch though. So we'll see. So Sanders's article also noted that the money. So when they started investigating and that $247,000, they realized it wasn't like he just had all of that money, but they realized like he was just giving loans to friends. Like here's money, here's money. You need this, you need this. And he wasn't collecting back on those loans and you can't just give your personal friends state funds and he was also like purchasing property and things oh like that God. with the money. Stupid. So though he was never found, he was still charged because oh, okay. they were looking for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he faced four counts of embezzlement. 
So obviously there's no sentencing or anything because they can't find him. So some of the aftermath, according to moments in Kentucky legislative history, the Kentucky Senate adopted articles of impeachment Mm. on March 24th, 1888. And they held a trial on March 30th that resulted in the impeachment. So they, he's out. Um, And then the other thing that happened was the general assembly created a new office um, of the state inspector and examiner to keep tabs on the state treasury. And we've seen this before in, in, in stories that we've covered where this whole thing goes bad and they're like, oh, we should have some sort of oversight and they have to create something to make sure that that oversight is happening. And then prior to this incident, there were no term limits on offices. So remember, he's oh. there 20 years. Oh, yeah. And that allowed him to take all this money. So in 1891, term limits were added to the state constitution and that placed term limits on all elected, like state elected seats. And it wouldn't allow state electeds to hold back-to-back terms, but that changed in 1992. So now two consecutive terms are per- permitted. But like that wow, just Wow, that's changed. such a long time. Yeah, that, wow. that was on the books. So some points of interest. One thing I found interesting is that um, they checked in repeatedly with his family <laughs> to see like, and they continue to deny his whereabouts. They're like, we don't know where he is. But after his impeachment, it was learned that the family may have received letters from Tate and they were postmarked from Canada, yeah, South America, and Asia. Oh, oh God, he's living the best fucking life. Tate's wife got tuberculosis <gasps> in 1894 and begged the governor to pardon her husband so she could see him one last time before she died. Girl. So I think they may have been in contact. He did have that honest but dick. But she died. <laughs> she died before the governor could no! even respond. Oh, girl. I know. Oh my. What about that baby? So Tate's daughter, and, and she was grown at the time, but she petitioned um, after all of this to have the courts declare him legally dead since he was never found because he had life insurance. Mm. So, but this I thought was really funny. As soon as she got the payout, which was $12,000, which is about $387,000 today, she divorced her husband immediately. And we're like, bye. Like father, like daughter. (laughs) See you later. I'm out. Oh, shit. And then I am, this last one, I I, I just love a mystery. But Sanders' article also noted an interesting clue. Years after he vanished, a former Kentucky Senator, N.W. Utley, who was serving as an ambassador to Japan, thinks he may have encountered Tate. He supposedly met a stranger who was very well-versed in Kentucky politics. (gasps) And it wasn't until years later that Utley put two and two together, stating, quote, he was probably the last Kentuckian who shook hands with and conversed with Dick Tate. Holy shit. Isn't that cool? Like, he's there and he's like, (gasps) how does this guy know all this? What a life. What a life. And that's the story. To take that money and just go around the world yes. with it and never and get like caught. And like disappear and like. Oh, bitch. Yes. Like what was his life? Like, did he. He probably have, had to take boats, right? He had to take big steamers to like all yeah. these other and countries. And he's got all this gold and oh silver. Oh my God, dude. No. And oh whatever God. other cash he had. Wow. Wow. I mean, and how in the 1800s, like millions of dollars. It's like D.B. Cooper. Is that the guy D.B. Yes. Cooper jumped out of the plane with the money? Yeah. Never to be seen yeah. again. Where did he land? Yeah. Is, this, is this a parachute? Like, but oh how my cool God. is that? I mean, not that it's cool, but like. Oh, he's such like, a great story. He's gone. No, and dude, forget it. What life is he living? Does he change? He ha- obviously he had to change his name. And it would be so easy to just change your identity yeah. and change who you are and be in another country and nobody knows you. Wow. So I, I nice. saw that. I, I can't even remember how I came across it. But I was like, what? Oh, I fucking love the story. Yeah. So it was fun. Old timey. And, uh, you yeah. know, this guy, we got to do it. Yeah. 
So, <laughs> so good, Tina. What a yes. way to end. <laughs> yes, we ending on a on a you know. P.S. On uh, a high. I hear something funny. So Taylor Swift, you know, I'm not I'm not a Swifty, but so you know she had this big tour this summer, and then they made this movie, the Eras oh. tour movie, right? Yeah, and kids I looked, are going crazy. Kids for are going this fucking movie. kids and some women that are my age and a little bit younger that yeah pull it together okay just please pull it together um although i said yesterday if this was phoebe bridges and boy genius i'd be like oh give me my ticket yes. to that movie yeah. i'd be paying hundreds yeah. of dollars to see them okay so it's I mean, only she's a pop star she so like i get it, it i get, get it. it so i think it came out thursday and it only runs to sunday like yes. it's only a few days and there's tons of screenings a lot of them are being sold out and i was like god i I'm here for like, even with Beyonce, I love Beyonce, but I'm not like, I know every one of her songs, right. but the show is supposed to be incredible. Yes. Like both of them put on this incredible like stage yes. show and what a better way to watch it than on sitting yeah. in the comfort of a movie yeah. theater. Um, I saw some video yesterday of these nutcases at the movie theater and they're just standing up and dancing and screaming the whole time. And I was I like, see, it. I know, but I want to go see it where I don't see, see that. Like yeah. I want to watch it, but I don't be bothered. <laughs> And it's uh, going to be a bunch of teenage yeah. boppers and teenagers. Yeah. And so, so. I was, I was looking at showings of like, no seats have been sold yet. And, and it's in a bigger theater and no seats have been sold because I definitely want to see like the show. I want to yes. see the show. You want to, you want to experience it. Yeah. Aww. But I don't know, you know, the craziest thing about Taylor Swift is this bitch cannot dance. I have you seen this girl trying to move? Aww. Oh, honey. I mean, she's a white girl. She's a white what girl. Do we <laughs> want? What do we expect? <laughs> Come on. But I will say this. The thing about Taylor Swift I find fascinating is, first of all, she holds space for people like Phoebe Bridgers and yeah. all of that. But also, um, she, her business sense is is on par. Like well, I, I with like the best of them, well, and the and, way she's and, taking these albums back, uh, this I, to I, me, I, I, I admire that. I think it's amazing yeah. that she's done that like oh you want to try like this is my work yeah you want to profit off of me yeah. guess what and as an artist and have and different creative. artists come in and yeah. do yeah to make them her songs again yes. or redo them a different way because i'd imagine creating and those albums is painstaking right you're in there for hours and hours and hours and writing them and creating well, and them and then for someone to take it people this yeah. industry uses people they yeah. use women yeah and by the so, way, you know where she's re-recording that is Electric Lady Studios, which oh. we like walked past a couple times in the village when we were there. Oh, girl. That's amazing. Yeah. And she, her politics, like she's very mindful. Oh, I love and, it. And I love it. when she came out, I, the fact that, yes, yeah, she's a pop star, you know, and she's a mainstream pop star, whatever. But the fact that she understands like the power of her platform yeah. and telling young people get out there to register to vote and it crashed the system. Like, oh. You know, like so good. she's using her platform for good. She speaks out on things. And, you know, I think that's for someone that it has to be hard to navigate that stuff because you can get canceled and you can. Yeah. But she does stand by her convictions. And I think that's cool, too. Yeah. You know, it's awesome. So. I, I like it. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I, I want to see that. And I want to see the Beyonce movie uh, show. Like, I want to see. That even the clips I've seen of that concert is incredible. The what they're doing, I've never been My, to like when I go see bands play, they're they're bands, yeah. right? I've never been to a show where it was like a fucking performance of like costumes. And oh. like, oh, this is what these pop stars do, right? Yeah, I, like the whole fucking thing. No, I've, never I've, seen I've done that. more like rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. I go a band gets yes. on there and plays. Like yeah. I've never, although, although like costumes is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, I'm wearing one. Well, if you ever have you ever gone to. Um, do you know the flaming? You know the flaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever gone to their shows? No, but I with the big so bubble. Their show. I've seen them a number of times, and it's full on. Co everyone yeah. is dressed up in something crazy. Yeah, 
it, there's, it's just glitter and like confetti and bubbles. And then he's in a, it, in his later stuff. He would be in the giant bubble and he'd crawl over the crowd. And it's just an experience. Yeah. Um, I love that. I loved going to that. And, and then like I've seen the other band that I've seen, like I think six times is Pearl Jam. Right. And that's like not that kind of show, but, it but it's dramatic because you're like falling in love every second. Well, oh my God. <laughs> I just remember I went. Here we go. So, <laughs> I love when I hear these memories. <laughs> um, I saw them in Pittsburgh and it was fun because it was friends from Florida. We all happened to be in Pittsburgh nice. at the same time. And we went to um, this show and you know, you know how it is like we're partying before yeah. and we're listening and listening. And I said, you know, and I'd already seen them, you know, a number of times or whatever, but I was like, if I just hear release me, you know how you just want to hear yes. like a song oh, and yes. I fucking love that song release me. And I just, I love to, I, the thing with Eddie Vedder. I just think he's the most like the sexiest singer alive. Like yeah. you feel his no emotion yeah. and you're like, God, like to uh, whoever he's singing to is so goddamn lucky. Oh, you know what girl. I mean? And so we get inside and like, it's just, I hear that first guitar and I'm like, oh my, like he opened the show with it. I started to cry. Oh. Like I was just like, mm. so just into it. Yeah. And I, I think that's like the best part of like concerts. Is I like, cried the entire Phoebe Bridgers concert. I yeah, fucking cried. Like it's just. Those poor women next to me were like, are you okay? I'm like, it's just too much for me. I can't take it. Yeah, that, I mean, and I want to instill that in my kids so bad. Yeah. Like, I just want them, like, I just want them to experience everything and feel all of that and, like, go see something that they love and yeah. have that feeling. So yesterday, um, or two weeks ago it came out, but I started listening to it yesterday, was this artist named uh, Siobhan, Siobhan Stevens. I think I'm pronouncing his, right, his first name right. Siobhan Stevens. It's S-U-V-J-N. Oh, oh, oh I know, I know, who I know, I know who, who you're talking about. I know. This anyway, he, his album, new album came out two weeks ago. It's called Javelin. Uh, I follow him on Instagram and he had put a post up that is so fucking incredible. Like I was crying reading the post, Aww. but he said Javelin's out today and it's dedicated to Evans Richards, Richardson, which is, was his, um, his partner who died in April oh my God. and he's dead. He, and then he goes on and on about love and relationships. And like, if you find that love, you hold on to it, you tend to it, you fight for it, you work oh. for it, you hang on to it. And he's Christian, which, and he's gay. So it like comes up in his music about being Christian and Jesus and Jesus. And he said, the Lord gave us this day and you live every day. Like it's your last day. And the post was, f I'm crying. So then I go listen to Javelin let me tell you, I this have so for at least the last 24 hours, I've done nothing but listen to Javelin. Ooh. It is so good, Tina. I'm going to go, I'm going to go listen. Like even knowing that he was writing this or creating this from the aftermath of that pain, mm. it makes it even like, that's the music I'm into. If it makes me cry and sad and I want to be on a ball on the floor, that's my favorite. Yep. And this album, forget about it. Like it is so beautiful and so perfect and so painful and so raw and so real and like, what music is supposed to be, yeah. which is why it would bother me if I went to Taylor Swift and girls were like, I got to get out of here. This is not my <laughs> thing. If you're not crying, bitch, and oh. telling me that you want to die, I'm <laughs> out. Like, I can't have it. But it's fun to have a fun it song. Is. I got it. Like, listen, there's some Taylor Swift songs I'm fucking here for. And I, I love I, that she gets excited because I can't imagine having to get up on stage and 
you know, this might be the first time somebody in the audience is seeing you play yeah. and you've got to give them yeah. that, you what know, they're, they're excited for. and you've got to be excited to show them. And cause you've got to give them that performance that they're looking for. And so it's gotta be so much work mentally yeah. and like physically, but like mentally to get there every single night to sh- give them what they paid for. It's, right. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, right. thanks for the music minute. <laughs> music minute with the muck. Oh, <laughs> girl, take me back to New York. Get me the fuck uh, out of here. Take me back. That's all. And we didn't even yeah. see like half the city. There's so but many things. Like we were afraid. To, to my, my cousin's like, you can't go there. You got to get on the subway. And I'm like, I don't want to get on the subway. Yeah. He's like, you can't walk. And I'm like, Ugh. he's like, I'll take you. We're like, yes. yay. Yes. <laughs> take us on but the subway. But then it was like so easy. Yeah, it was yeah. so easy. You just beep your phone. You go yeah. in. It was it was so good. And, and I already said this to you. I can't wait till my kids yes. and my son is going to New York later this year. And I cannot wait for him to experience it mm. and just see life out of the state yeah. and see opportunity and see just something different and yeah. cool. And there's such vibrancy there. You it know? also it's makes so it real. Like you can watch movies and TVs with New York in it or any other city. And you're like, wow, that's so cool. But to be there and know that you can exist there yeah. is like when I've taken my kids on these trips, my daughter, I took to New York when she was 10. My son, I took to Chicago when he was 10. They both want to now live in those cities yeah. because they, they had, were affected by them. You yeah. know, they saw this life that exists. That's not what they have now. And that it's, it's almost seems a possibility. And I think that that's good as parents to yeah. allow them to see those things. And I certainly don't want my fucking, I don't want to live here. I don't want them living here. I don't want them staying here. I, I got to get the fuck out of this. Yeah. You know, Ugh. All right. We don't need to go. We don't need to go down that road again. We're going to be, oh. we're going to be, have to, we might have to cut some of them out. Yes. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. I, actually, I'm not sorry. I only, the only person I ever apologize for ranting is Tina because she's got to be with me. I yeah. even had to take my headphones off because it's so loud screaming. <laughs> like I couldn't hear myself. I was screaming in my own ear. <laughs> I almost, that was the height of marriage for me. <laughs> That, that screaming. That's what it felt like. I was like, I'm triggered back into my oh marriage of the screaming. God, oh. bless, God bless that man. I mean, I don't, he's, he's still good to me. Like, can you imagine we're friends? Oh, <laughs> After all the lovely. shit I put him through. <laughs> you're lovely. You feel, he's lovely. You he's feel lovely. all the things. Which I love you, him. I love. I love my children. Life is good. It's Saturday. We're celebrating my daughter's birthday Ooh! tomorrow. Fish, uh, we're coming. We're in part, it. We're in it. Party. Party. <laughs> Cabbage patch. <laughs> Roger Rabbit. Like, <laughs> do it, girl. Let's do it. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Let's get out of here. Okay. Bye. Bye. If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please go to our website, www.themuckpodcast.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast and on our Twitter at Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support with exclusive content, Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do this without you.